you know, with all that's been going on with Israel, yesterday there were over, over 10 earthquakes, over 6.0. The one in Afghanistan killed over 2,000 people, destroyed 2,500 homes. It's crazy what's going on right now. Amen, church family? I want to encourage you. Get to the Signs at a Time conference. It's free. They're coming to New Jersey. They don't usually come to the non-Bible belts, if you understand what I'm trying to say. When you don't have, you know, Jesus, the only thing he rebuked people outside of the Pharisees and the Sadducees was they didn't understand the time of their visitation. And that's where the church, many churches don't even talk about what's going on in our world and talk about that we're living in the end of the end times. Come on out, join us. There's a little QR code right on there, totally free, just register so we know how much coffee to make in the morning, and we're gonna have a good time learning the word of God about end time prophecy, amen? Amen? Listen, you stick your head in the ground, go right ahead. It's coming to the United States. There's no way of getting around it, amen? What we have done is gonna bring judgment on this nation. There's no if, what's, or buts, so I better be prepared for it. Amen. So let me say this before we get into the word. Can you put up that Operation Blessing slide one more time up there for me? I don't like to shop. And I'm done with the days of shopping for my, you know, the little toys and stuff. If you scan that QR code, you get to shop right on their website. You get to, they tell you what to put in the box, all of that and it's $25 a box. That's how we did it this year, amen? And if you do it off that QR code, then they tell us how many from our church came in. So we add it to the total out there, and then we'll, we'll present you with that number. So if you want to go ahead and scan that, pray about it. It's $25. That includes the box, the shipping. I think the shipping is $10. So, and they put, you know, you want to put a yo-yo? Yeah, I want to put a yo-yo because of last week's testimony. You remember that one? Talked about the yo-yo. So let's put some yo-yos in there, harmonicas, little sandals, a flashlight, a calculator, little toys. It's really cute. It was easy. I was done in about five or 10 minutes, and I was able to be involved in this. Amen? God is good. He's on the throne. Amen. It's not a time to fear. It is a time to look up. Our redemption is drawing nigh. The return of our Lord is imminent. Amen. We don't have to wait for a feast day or anything. It can happen at any moment. We can be in the presence of Jesus and we can be in the presence of our loved ones again. Amen. Well, some of my loved ones are unsaved. You just share the gospel. Leave something in your house and watch. They'll get saved during the great tribulation. Amen. It can be a lot rougher to get saved then than now. Right now, we're under the dispensation of grace. God's arms are open wide. That'll be the wrath of God upon the nation of the Jacob's sorrow, the nation of Israel. But the Bible says, I believe billions are going to be saved during that time. Amen? You ready to get into the Word today? All right, go ahead and get your Bibles out. Hold them up. Shake the dust off if you have to. Father God, we love you. Oh, I love you. Long to see you, Lord. Oh, my goodness, the creator. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. But till that moment, I choose to serve you, Lord. Can't say I'm doing it perfect. I make lots of mistakes, Lord. But I thank you that it's this mistakes is the reason I needed a savior. 
So it's not my works that gets it done. It's your grace that gets it done. We love you, sir, and we thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you open your Bibles to Luke chapter 12? We're again talking about overcoming fear, but as I said last week, I wanted to hit about the fear of the Lord because I believe there's a misunderstanding along that line, and there is also an irreverence along that line. I want to explain that a little deeper this week. Amen? So many times in today's world, I hear people talk about God in a very irreverent way. Yes, God is our heavenly father. Say that with me. Heavenly father. He is our Abba. That's what the word of God. But he is also almighty God and is to be respected as that. Paul says it like this in Romans chapter 8. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, say with me, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. That's what God has for us. He is, he is our daddy. But a daddy deserves respect, reverence in the proper way. I was reading the scripture, it's in Malachi, and it was God talking about the sacrifices that the people brought to him. And he says this, but cursed be the deceiver, this is Malachi 1.14, who has in his flock a male, and he takes a vow, but he sacrifices to the Lord what is blemish. For I am a great king. Can you say that with me? God is a great king. So they're bringing their, their second best to God. They're bringing their blemished animals, their sickly animals. And he says, really? Would you bring that to your governors? Would you bring that to your leaders? But you're going to bring it to me, a great God? And he says, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Now again, we're talking about the fear of the Lord, but we're looking at it properly. But let's look at this foundation scripture one more time, Luke 12, 4. And this is Jesus speaking. And he says, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you shall fear, should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast you into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Now, I brought out last week the definition of this word fear in the American Heritage uh, Dictionary. It brings out fear as feeling of agitation, anxiety caused by the presence or imminence of danger, a feeling of disquiet or apprehension, a reason for dread. But then it also brings out that this word fear is also dis, dis, defined as extreme reverence, and I love this one, ready? Or awe, say it with me, awe towards a supreme being. It is this reverence or awe that the word of God teaches us that we are supposed to have towards Almighty God. Two scriptures I brought out last week. I'm just going to read them quick. Psalm 89, 7. God is greatly to be 
feared or awed or reverence in the assembly of the saints in churches and to be held in reverence by those around him. I believe we do that here as a church, amen? We have fun, we enjoy, and God wants that, but we understand he is almighty God. And then Psalm 33, 8 says, let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. I believe as you mature, as I mature more as a believer, we start understanding the awe, the reverence of almighty God. He is the one who made everything. He made it all for us human beings. He is all loving. He is all merciful. But again, he is almighty God. And as God, we should respect him as such. Can I get a big amen? Now, let's go to some new scriptures. Turn to Psalm 19, and we're going to begin with verse 7. Psalm 19 is just a beautiful, beautiful psalm. If you've never read it, take time today to read it. But he starts in verse 7 here, and he says, The law of the Lord. Whenever you see that word law or testimony or statue, you can put the word, the word of God. Amen? For the word of the Lord is perfect. It converts our souls. The testimony of the Lord is sure, it makes wise the simple. I've seen that scripture come to pass. Where? In my life. I was a straight DF student, no kidding you. And yet once I got born again, things changed. I barely ever read a book. Now I barely never without a book or a magazine or some article that I'm reading. The statues of the Lord are right rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eye. Can you imagine our world without the Ten Commandments? Come on, think about that for a moment. I like your wife, I'm just gonna commit adultery with her. I don't care if she cares or not. I'll rape her, I'll murder you for her, I'll steal from you. Come on, these Ten Commandments are a gift to the world. And look at verse nine, the fear of the Lord, say that with me. The fear of the Lord. Come on, say, the awe of God, the reverence of God, the worship of God. It's clean, enduring forever. Throughout all eternity, we're going to stand in awe as he shows us new places and new things, as we see the, his throne, as we see the beautiful rainbow with seven colors behind his throne. As we see the river of life, as we partake of the tree of life, as we celebrate all that he has made for us, his people. The suffering of this present age is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired, this is more to be desired than your income, than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter. Also than honey, it should be more important than the word, than our natural food. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Come on, you can talk of this church. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping in them there is great reward. When you keep the word of God, when you keep his commandments, really, he's just given us one commandment, right? Love God, love people. 
that fulfills all the commandments, right? Now go with me to Matthew chapter 4. I want you to see this. It is interesting to me that Jesus used the scripture from the Old Testament. You know, when people say you don't have to preach from the Old Testament anymore, well, they better talk to Jesus, Paul, Peter, because they all preached out of the Old Testament. Amen? Here, though, he's going to pull a scripture out of the Old Testament, and he's going to change a word. And I want you to see this today. Matthew chapter 4, verse 9, Jesus being tempted in the wilderness, and the devil offered him everything, right? I'll give you everything, because it has been given unto me. You remember that little stinker, Satan himself? Who gave it to him? Adam. Well, that, he was just lying. If he was a lie, lie, Jesus would have looked right through it. He would have known it was a lie. No, Satan is the little God of this world. And I can't wait till his butt gets thrown in the lake of fire. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me, you little piece of nothing that you would talk to your creator that way. It's like the way children talk to their parents nowadays. Boy, the old days, man, Sister Superior, I ever said anything, it'd be a bar of soap in my mouth. Anybody remember Sister Superior? And Dad, forget that. After she's done with the bar of soap, he'd give me a bar of something else. Anyway, now watch this. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan. Remember, Satan is the one that perverts the seed, the seed of Genesis chapter 315. Everything works towards that seed. God didn't just judge the world with the flood. God restored the seed at that flood. Amen. That was the mercy of God, the flood of Noah. Amen. If you want to watch an interesting program, watch Rick Renner's last week, this week, and next week. He's going right where Noah's ark is and all the tests that prove that Noah's ark is right there. Interesting. But he's, he also talks about the seed, the perversion of the seed. We, we today, have you noticed it's happening again? How's it happening now? Changing of genders? How about AI? How about putting a chip in people's brain? How about changing their DNA? Trying to pervert, there's nothing new under the sun, amen? Might be done a little different, maybe not. We don't know the technology they had before the flood, all right? Watch what he says here, though. It's a whole different teaching. I think they'll be getting into some of that during the Signs of the Time conference to explain how this works with the seed. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written. Now watch what he says. You shall, say the next word, worship. Underline that, worship. You shall what? Worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve, right? Now go to the reference of the Old Testament. It's Deuteronomy 6.13. Now hold your place there. I want you to see both of them side by side. Ready? Here we go. You shall what? Fear. Are you guys not there yet? Deuteronomy 6.13, I want you to see it. Look at Deuteronomy 6.13. Now, side by side, Jesus said, you shall worship the Lord your God. Here in the Old Testament says, you shall fear 
the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oath in his name. He's using this reference, but Jesus, the creator of all things, is giving you the proper definition of the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is a reverence and a worship towards God. Worship is not because I've seen people jump so high, but when they jump back down, they live like the devil, if you know what I'm trying to say. So it's not how you act on the inside, it's how you act on the outside. How are you towards your wife? How are you towards your husband? How are you towards your children? How are you towards your job? I can go on and on. That's true worship to God. When you take his word and say, I want to apply this in my life. I want to be a doer of the word. We're not blessed because we hear the word of God. We are blessed when we do it. Do it. And here he's talking about true worship, a lifestyle, our lifestyle towards our heavenly father. Amen? So Jesus shows us that the fear of the Lord is to love him, to respect him, to worship him for who he truly, truly is. The right fear of the Lord is the foundation of all knowledge in wisdom. It is the key that unlocks revelation in our lives. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 1. Y'all good today? No matter what craziness in our world, it's like every week we come here and something new happening. How come? A baby's about to be born. Amen. We're getting to the end of the ninth month cycle, if you know what I'm saying. Here we go. Proverbs 1 7. The fear of the Lord, go ahead and underline it, the fear of the Lord, the reverence, the awe of Almighty God is what? The beginning of knowledge. But then it says this, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Interesting statement. For you know who the Bible calls a fool? Look at me. Go, go to Psalm 14, verse 1. Come on, just gonna let the word of God talk for itself today. Is that Okay. Watch what it says in Psalm 14, 1. And there are other references to this also. Come on, read it with me. Everybody there, Psalm 14, 1. All together. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Any person that doesn't believe in a God looking at the order, looking at the design, looking at the creation, and they still say there's no God, the Bible calls them a fool. All creation speaks out. There is a creator. Who was I listening to? Uh, I think it was Galileo or one of them. He says, when you look at the order of the universe, just our solar system, it is so precise. It is so in order. Every planet, how come they're just not shooting all over the place? But he puts this one sun in the center. He puts an orbit, and then he puts a gravitational pull, and it keeps them in order for thousands of years and billions of years to come. How can you say there's not a creator? Look at a human being. Every part of us is different. Every part of us has a signature. I shared with you about the trout, how they put the water from different places that were close by from its birthplace, and it, it did not happen, but as soon as they put a drop of water from where that trout was born, the, the things they put in its head just went wild. Amazing that even water has a signature. I was saying to Diane just the other day, we were watching a couple years ago the, the show Forensic Files. Anybody ever watch that? 
And they caught this guy. You know how they caught him? They caught him because he drove his pickup truck. He hit a tree. One of the seeds from that tree fell in his pickup truck. And they took the DNA of that seed from that tree because it only belonged to that tree and found that he was guilty, that he was there. This is mind-boggling. Never two snowflakes alike. Uh, we just go on and on at the wonders of God. You got to not want to believe because you want to live in your sin. Then look at all this and say, there is not a creator. Isn't there amazing that every time that humankind has a desire, there's something to build that desire with? In other words, it's in the earth because God placed it there because he knew our hearts. You love mountains? There'll be plenty for all eternity. You love snow? There'll be plenty for all eternity. You love sunshine? There'll be plenty for all eternity. Why? Because this is a shadow land of what we're going to, church family. Amen. Go to Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10. If you're looking for wisdom... Look what, it, what, look what gives it to you. Solomon said in Proverbs 9.10, the fear, the reverence, the worship, the awe of God is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You want to get smart? Love God. Love him. Give him your life. Look at what Job said, Job 28.28. 28. And no man, he said, and to man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. The psalmist said in Psalm 111, verse 10, let me just read it to you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. You want to get smart, a good smart? Reverence God. God, I give you the first part of my life. You said, seek first the kingdom. I've screwed my life up. You said, seek first the kingdom of God. Your righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. This isn't in the message, but when me and Diane got married, we tithed right from the beginning. And you know, sometimes it was tight, it was hard. Now we are so abundantly blessed. People come to us and give us things and give us money and we're like, thank you, thank you. Why? Because we sowed in those lean years and we are reaping today. And people say, ah, right, 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 right. Well, you grump all you want. Nobody knows what we put in to build this church. Nobody knows what we put in in those early years. Nobody knows what the Ripleys did with five young children and others did for other things to sacrifice, to give during those hard times. And now we're blessed and people get jealous. Well, grow up. Grow up, please. Because if you saw our beginnings, you'd say, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that. Let's continue on. Great reward comes from the proper fear of the Lord. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 3. I want to show you some of the good things, some of the benefits of reverencing God. 
Remember, Jesus is wisdom, right? So when we look at the word wisdom, what are we looking at? Jesus, right? Proverbs 3.13. Happy is the man who finds Jesus. Jesus. Wisdom. And the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profit of silver. People love gold and silver, right? I heard just recently Costco was selling gold bars and they ran out in no time. Something about holding it instead of this paper stuff that you know they're eventually going to take away when they go to the cashless society, right? And her gain then find gold. Watch, watch. She who, wisdom, is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand and riches in honor. Look at this. From getting wisdom, length of days, wisdom and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life for those who take hold of who? Wisdom or Jesus, come on, you could say it, Jesus, amen. And happy are those who retain her. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. It was wisdom that could make this, this ball that we live on, this marble that when astronauts come back, they can't even express what they see, that the water works perfectly, the animal kingdom, the insect kingdom, the plants underneath everything. Do you know that we're standing on lava, basically magna right now? But yet, feels pretty solid to me, doesn't it? Amazing. Oh, we got a fun eternity in store for us, amen? The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens, the universe. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped their dew. In other words, the rain, right? My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you won't be afraid. Yes, when you lie down and you sleep, your sleep will be sweet. How many like a good night's sleep without popping a bunch of pills, right? Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. All that is what? From wisdom. And wisdom comes from where? The fear of the Lord, the reverence, worship, and awe of Almighty God. The reverence, worship, and awe of Almighty God makes you say, no, I don't want that because that isn't what my daddy would want me to have. You understand what I'm trying to say? Oh, but I just had to do it. No, you don't. This all comes 
from the fear of the Lord. The right fear of the Lord is not about being terrified of God, but rather having a deep reverence and awe and a love for his majesty, for his holiness. It is the foundation of true wisdom. It is the foundation of true understanding. As we read at the beginning, God is almighty and to be loved and to be respected. What we just read in Luke chapter 12, verse 4 and 5. Don't fear him that can put a gun to your head and you're gone. Fear him that after you're gone can put you in hell. All creation stands in awe of God. Let me just give you a little glimpse. Go with me to Revelation chapter 20. Give me a little glimpse of heaven. What's heaven going to be like? Read Revelation. <laughs> See, a lot of people think Revelation is the revelation of the end days. No, it's called the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a revealing of Jesus. When John saw him, John was laying his head in his bosom. Now John saw the ancient of days. And John fell on his, on his face like he had no strength. The book of Revelation shares how a lamb that was slain came and opened the seals that brings the final judgment on this earth to once and for all that we can get to the Lord's prayer. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Some people believe we're going to change this world. We ain't smart enough, church family. We needed a savior, amen? If you really think that we Christians are going to make this world good, we're holding down evil till the king returns, amen? Revelation 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne in him who sat on it, from whose face, say with me, the earth and the heavens fled away. Woo! That's my daddy. That's my God. That's the almighty one that I love beyond words. My Abba. But yet all creation, he could go like that and get rid of us all. Me and Diane, we took a trip to Kentucky and we went to the Ark. If you're ever out that way, I encourage you to stop there. And we also stopped at the Creation Museum, proving that dinosaur and man walked together at one period of time on this earth, proving that the Nephilims, uh, the giants that were upon this earth, everything that the Bible talks about in the book of Genesis, that sometimes you go, really? If God's word says it, I believe it. That settles it. And I might as well just go with this. If God's word says it, that settles it. Because if I believe it or not, it's still true. Amen? I don't understand it all. I don't understand how, how angels and, and uh, daughters of Eve had sex and had these giants and all that. But the Bible says it happened. It happened. Amen? Look what it says. The earth and the heavens fled away. And there was no place found from them. And I saw the dead small and great, standing before God, and the books were open. Church family, we're all going to do this one day, amen? But thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ, the judgment has been placed upon him. But that shouldn't give us wishy-washy grace. That should give us um, a more of a love for God, that he would sacrifice his very best. He didn't just get a lamb. He didn't just get a, a, an animal to sacrifice for us. He gave us his son. His best, 
This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Oh, standing before God, the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. Is your name in that book? You only get it one way in that book, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead that were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You don't know how it grieves my heart when I talk to people and we talk about salvation and they say this, so many say this, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Try putting God's standard to them. None of us can reach that standard. None of us. None of us. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you live in a cave. You're still going to sin. How many can I ask here today? Your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life because of Jesus Christ, amen, because of Jesus Christ. Again, church family, there are great blessings in understanding this precious fear of the Lord. A couple more scriptures will wrap up. Psalm 34, verse 9. Psalm 34, verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, reverence him, worship him, you his saints. There is no one for those who fear him. The young lion lacks and suffers hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Wow, what blessings in this church family. The true fear of the Lord leads us to turn away from sin, turn away from darkness, turn away from evil, and it leads us to seek the Lord. Proverbs 3, 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. I can't, I can't. Then don't ask him to. I can't quit smoking. I want to. Just start worshiping God. Say, Lord, I reverence you. I'm having a problem with this nicotine, with this deadly thing. Help me, Lord. I, I have a problem with sex. Pray to him. Let him. There's no condemnation if you're in Christ, but because of a love and reverence for God, you want to do it right. Well, God understands. He knows I'm just human. Yeah, he does, but I want to please daddy. Amen. I used to love, you know, when the kids were small and they write you a birthday card or, or how about this one? You know, you and your wife are goofing around a little bit in bed and they all jump in on you. Anybody have that happen in a marriage? Oh my, oh my. We learned to lock the door. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. Now this is one of the, one of the precious scriptures in the Bible to me. And it's Psalm 25, verse 14. I've quoted it many times here. Why don't you turn there as we wrap up? Psalm 25, 14. Ready? Let's read it from the New King James first. Let's read all together. Nice and slow. Savor this one. Ready? The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him 
and he will show them his covenant. Wow. You know what a covenant is? It's what you're holding in your hand, that Bible. How do I get healing, Lord? Starts in the fear of the Lord. How do I get money into my family? It starts with the reverence of God. Now, here's the way the Living Bible brings this out. So beautiful. Ready? Look up on the screen there. Let's read it together. Friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence him. With them alone, he shares the secrets of his promises. Leave that up there a moment. Take a picture of that. Take a picture of that. That is such a precious scripture. Take a picture of that. To them alone, he shares the secrets of his promises. The Bible is a promise book, right? A true respect and reverence is life-giving fountain in a very, very dry land. And church family, we are living in a dry land right now. Proverbs 14, 27, this is the NLT. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the sneers of death. Wow. So in conclusion, the fear of the Lord is not a burden, but a blessing. It is the foundation of wisdom, a source of abundant blessing, and a shield against the traps of sin. Let's learn the blessings of a deep reverence for God, seeking to live our lives according to his holy will. And in doing so, we will experience his love, his guidance, and his abundant life. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. I hope you got something out of that two weeks, but there is blessings in the reverence of the Lord. Amen. There's just something very very special about it. Just one quick announcement. I don't know if they still have the picture of Bill, Bill Bailey upstairs, but we are going to have his service, his memorial service after second service today in the chapel. If you want to, um, you know, greet Beth and Maureen, the daughter, and, and uh, did they, were they able? I don't know. I didn't ask him to do it, so it's more my fault. But Bill Bailey was always out there greeting and loving on us in a very, very Special, special way. Diane, give me my phone there. Give me my phone. Is that my phone? That's my phone, okay. My phone, my phone. No, I don't even have it in here. Son of a gun. Anyway, how many here know Bill Billy? All right, many of you do. Second, after second service at 12.30, 1 o'clock, excuse me, 1 o'clock, you can go and greet the family if you like. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we do love you. We honor the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. And I thank you that there's just something about that name. Oh, Lord. Church family, real quick, I found it. Can you see that? That's Bill. And many of you know him. He was always in the back there, him and his wife, greeting, serving. I always remember when he used to take the, uh, the shoe boxes and, and take them with him. Oh my, oh my. We just thank you, Father, for their, his life and his blessing here. And I just thank you, Father, that you're just gonna bring your grace in that service today, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Church family, if you're here today, let me say it like this. Bill didn't know he was going to be with Jesus that night. And if you're not living for Christ, I ask you to look within your own heart. If you have never asked Jesus to be your Lord, to be your Savior, please repent of your sins and ask Jesus to come into your heart. How do I do this? Start with this very simple prayer. Are you ready? Say this with me. Dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins, that I am saved by grace through faith, that not of myself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you're receiving Jesus for the very first time or rededicating your life to him or you're not just, you're not sure yet, listen, time is getting short. Things are going on, not just the wars and rumors of wars, but people are dying just left and right lately. Don't take a chance. You don't know. Nothing guarantees you tomorrow. I'm young. I got the whole future in front of you. I hope you do. But we don't know that for sure. If you're here today, you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart. You would like to do that today. Or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. You'd like to rededicate your life. Maybe you're just not sure yet. Then with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that's going to present you with a little gift. Would you slip your hand up? Let them see it. Let them give you this little gift to get you started. If you don't have a Bible, a little card in there, take it to the bookstore. We'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. Just slip your hand up. All right, believers, please take some of those signs at a time conference and give them to people. What if they don't come? Not, not our business. We just share the word of God. Amen? God is good. I love you, church family. Even though it's getting crazy out there, we are looking up. Might be living in warp speed days. We're seeing scripture fulfill. Father, I thank you for the service today, and I thank you for the joy of our salvation. Thank you, Father, for all that's going on, our prayer meeting today, what's going on in Israel, Afghanistan, the world, so much, Lord, but we can't take it on our shoulders. We don't have the strength. We cast our cares upon you. We love you, and we thank you today that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath that in all our ways and endeavors, that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, that we are blessed. Go be a blessing, church family. Love you. Have a great day.